welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. A win is a lovely thing in El Trafico at home. Yes, and then we got Chicago tomorrow, so uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I've been on vacation uh, in Tennessee, so <laughs> I'm actually coming at you from Central Time. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm waiting for your walking in Memphis cover. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I've been drinking a lot of sweet tea, and uh, so I'll be running. um so yes el trafico the galaxy still remain unbeaten um against lafc and you know right now it just feels really good even though it it was a var decision that proved that lafc was offside so with that said, obviously, of course, we all want the narrative to be that it was the right decision that was made, but it doesn't matter because the Galaxy won. A win is a win. Yeah, um, I think this is the proverbial game of two halves. Um, and in terms of the, yes, I mean, and we'll, we'll get into VAR and kind of the, the implications and, and the whole entire refereeing controversy. I think that is kind of the meta narrative of this game is, is this concept that other referees affected this game. I, I think I have opinions on that, and there's always I'm, I'm saving I'm keeping my powder dry for the one major refereeing rant. I have a feeling we're going to need it later in the year. Um, but again, it, it's a game of two halves. The Galaxy in the first half dominated possession. were incredibly you know exciting on the ball. Grand Seer was incisive. You know Chicharito making incredible runs. I, they they just LAFC didn't really have an answer. And then Stevie Torrendolo gets this team at halftime, completely changes them around, and all of a sudden LAFC is unstoppable and irresistible in the second half. Um, hold up. <laughs> My alarm just went off. I apologize. Um, but Are it's, we allowed to have that song? I think it was like, I'm going to get charged for I'm using no. that, right? No, but... Um, <laughs> I apologize no, for but, my alarm going off. But uh, to kind of finish yeah. out my point, you know, it, it is, again, a tale of two halves. It's also a, a, a tale of, you know, a, a coach getting a team at halftime and telling them how to play. And you, you saw it with LAFC. I mean, the Galaxy were hanging on for dear life in that second half. But I, I, I think I was... Yesterday, I was kind of collecting my thoughts, preparing for this recording. And I thought to myself... Looking back at previous coaches that have coached in El Trafico, what Galaxy coach previously would have gotten us through that game? And I struggle to think of anyone but Vanny because Vanny was more than happy to scrap what he does tactically and stylistically and all these other things. And basically at the end of the day, looked at it in that second half and said, we just got to get out of here. And they did. And did they do it prettily? I don't think so. I think any Galaxy fan, rational Galaxy fan, looks at that second half and says, Oh boy, we got out. We got away with one there, but it's all about surviving and advancing. And as you said, you know, and we talked about it with qualification. As you just said, a win's a win. You know, El Trafico at home is a pass fail exercise. They passed. Yeah, and in, in MLS, of course, you know, I feel like this is the only way that these kind of calls are going to go right. But going back to that first half, I mean, that is as perfect with that starting eleven as we're going to get, I think, from the Galaxy um, in, an, in an El Trafico. I mean, because the next one is uh, far away and in the bank. But uh, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with what I saw. I loved how everybody seemed to be communicating with each other. And, yeah, they were just they just came out fresh. And Sega Koulibaly was able to get a goal. Um, and that, not, that and, to me is incredible. <laughs> and with his feet too, which I think was kind of the weirder part about all of that is that he's a big dude. I would, I'd assume a header at some point, but 
I mean, he put that away kind of Chicharito-esque. It was a nice finish. Um, yeah, I mean, the Galaxy just bent but didn't break. And, you know, that's kind of, I feel, the mark of a very good team is a team that can understand they're, they're under the pump for however many 30 minutes, however long you want to, you know, you know, 30, 45 minutes, however long it was. And I, I, I lean closer to 45 because I don't really think they had meaningful possession in that second half and just get the job done. You know, I, I thought, you know, outside of the the first LAFC disallowed goal, the Vela goal off the free kick, in terms of the three calls offside, in terms of obvious to, ooh, that's really close. The second disallowed goal, that I mean, Vela's a mile offside. Why he celebrated scoring, I mean, he had to have known he was a mile offside. I, come on. That third one where, you know, the, the pro came out and um, I'll, I'll kind of elucidate that on that later, uh, came out and you know, did that whole entire Twitter thread where they said, hey, you know, this is why he was offside twice or how, why the play was ruled the way it was. That's probably the second one for me. But the one that I was closest was that first one they disallowed. And I, I, I haven't seen an angle that makes me 110% convinced that Vela was offside in that play. Uh, but, you know, to, the, to that point real quick, Andrew Wiebe on Extra Time Radio made a very good point where he said, what we see on television or in the stadium or whatever have you, whatever angle we see it at, is not the same angle that the assistant referee who's you know running that line on the defensive line that he, where he's supposed to take his position sees, right? Because TV cameras are at an angle, they're uh, high above, they're, they're all these things that aren't right directly on that line. So the only people that really see those kind of calls accurately are the people sitting right behind the AR as he lines up to demarcate the offside line. So, you know, kind of, we do have to suspend some belief, I guess is the right term, to understand that, you know, maybe we're not seeing it at the correct angle, but that angle was, was tight, and I, I don't think necessarily it was offside. But, you know, regardless of, of, of that, and, and again, it, it, the game, as we talk about it, cannot help but be tinged by that, because it is such a huge part of the narrative and, and the discussion and, and debate and banter on Twitter afterwards and, and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, I think the defensive effort was... I, I point to the Grand Seer run in the second half, that defensive uh, recovery run, when uh, they lose possession, lose possession kind of cheaply, and then Grand Seer books a 50-yard defensive run and wins the play. That, to me, indicates a team that defensively understands they are not losing this game. And I think that's, that's so markedly different than other Galaxy teams, and it's amazing to see. Yeah, and when you say that, like, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so typically what would have happened was Galaxy go up too early. Um, the second half looks like it does, and then uh, LAFC would have leveled it, right? Um, I was literally sitting there thinking that the Galaxy let the wind slip away, and then, of course, you know, the call comes back, and, and you know, kind of sitting there with bated breath, and, and then you know, that we got it. Like, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I mean, you know, people are quoting the rule books of offside and what have you. And I'm just like, enough already. You know, I get that this is a wild rivalry. Um, being in that stadium was incredible. It was in front of a sold out crowd. And for everybody to have a reaction to every little misstep to the seven yellow cards the Galaxy were issued you know, this is, this is a, a, a pride, and I feel that the players got it, you know, that they really knew what to give us at home, and that first half, I can't get over that first half, because 
that's how you want this team to look. That's the team that you're like, wow, they can win the Western Conference. Wow, they have contenders in MLS Cup, you know? Second half, I don't know. The subs, I think the subs came a little late, as I keep thinking that Benny's doing. Um, I understand that we ran out of subs, so the you know the guys are cramping up. Bond is cramping up a bit. Um, yeah, you just have to you just have to hold on. Now it's LAFC, so when they scored in the 79th minute, you know they're top of the league right now. Um, still, even after this win, um, they had an unbeaten streak. You know it was it was something that was coming, especially in that you know like I said the way that second half was going. I mean LAFC was of course they're they're on the attack. You know. Um, and, the, and the Galaxy had to make adjustments. That's when the communication between the players seemed to allow all of this, yeah, bad giveaways, um, just not having the possession that we've been seeing the Galaxy play, which is a good challenge because these are a lot of the things that the Galaxy need so they can fine-tune, so we can figure out, um, yeah, what we need to, to do better. Yeah, I, I think... You make a good point about communication and togetherness. Um, again, I, I, I will also second your opinion that, I mean, the atmosphere in the stadium seemed to will this team over the finish line when maybe the team didn't have the energy to get there. I mean, you know, Jonathan Bond, when he was cramping up, kept turning to to, to Victoria Block and, like, kind of trying to gas us up. I think just to keep him kind of, you know, in the fight. You know what I mean? Um, but in terms of the substitutions, I'm going to be honest here. I think Vanny got this game real wrong from the substitutions perspective. You know, I, I think mm. I question the uh, the wisdom of bringing on an injured Douglas Costa in a very high-intensity game like this. I thought Douglas Costa, the minute the Galaxy, you know, the minute he came on, the Galaxy attack just started to fall apart. I mean, there was a lot of cheap giveaways. You know, he looked like a player that's coming back from injury, and I, I, I question the, the defensive solidity of a guy like Douglas Costa. I've long maintained he's a luxury player. You know, he, you have to compensate for his inherent weaknesses as a ball playing, you know, I'm going to attack guys winger, you know, he's, he's not going to play defense when Grant was doing that. Um, you know, I question pulling Julian Araujo in the 60th minute. I think he lost a lot of defensive solidity there. Um, and I question pulling Chicharito in the 77th. You know, I, I think I, I understand maybe. Well, I wanted to see Jovalich, yeah. so I was okay with that. Well, I, I, I understand the, the concept that well, it's a fresh set of legs running against a defense that is highly uh, poorly leveraged because of, you know, the, the, the proverbial throwing the kitchen sink at your opponent kind of concept. But but I also didn't feel like at any point the Galaxy were, like, parking the bus. I feel like they were trying to get out of well, what, what that second half had become. Yeah, because they, they weren't defensively solid in the second half. Yeah. Like, I mean, in order to park the bus, you know, the, the bus has to exist. The bus just never existed. It was the Galaxy... Mm misstringing passes through the center of midfield trying to get out of their own half and they just couldn't do it um mm -hmm. I, I think to your point that you made about when Orongo scores the the first goal the one that counts I agree with you that my head kind of dropped a little bit and said all right here we go you know like just mm -hmm. second one's coming you know at any minute you know 85th minute that thing's going to the back of the net again and then it's a, and then it's a life or death situation from there on out I'll take a 2-2 home draw any day of the week but sure but against, against LAFC but <laughs> You know, you just felt like maybe a third goal was in the offing for LAFC after mm -hmm. they scored the first. Um, but again, you know, th this is a team that really dug down, dug together, and, you know, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like a Mourinho-esque performance like Inter Milan in 2010 or whatever, but they got through it. And, you know, th that can change a team. And, and I think it's going to be interesting as, as the season goes on, you know, 
what this win does to the mentality of the Galaxy. Because I remember, you know, last season when they won the home Trafico, it really boosted them for another five or six games. Um, and then injuries took over, and then they had that nine-game uh, nine uh, winless streak that really killed the season. But I, I think, you know, you look at Chicharito, you look at how fired up he was and how fired up he's been all season. And I mean, he's scoring goals for fun. I thought, you know, in his return to the lineup, Derek Williams looked really solid for a guy that's been, you know, kind of on the treatment table for five weeks. He's, you know, he, he didn't make a lot of egregious errors. Sega Koulibaly was a monster in this game. Like, there finally feels in the defense and amongst other positions a sense of this is what we paid for. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is why we spent this much money on these guys. Now, that being said, they all have to stay healthy, which a conceit of Galaxy's past has been that doesn't happen. But if, you know, even if they get 25 games out of Chicharito, even if they get 25 games out of Williams, Koulibaly, Depew, whatever, they're still going to be okay. And I, I looked at, you know, how the intangibles of this game and the atmosphere in this game. And I mean, the Galaxy came for the biggest occasion and, and really represented themselves well. Yeah, it's still early, but we are ready to say that Bond got save of the year. Oh, I'm a phenomenal save. <laughs> in this match, right? So, I but mean... It, but yeah. to, to, to Bond and, and to, to this whole entire concept of, like, we spent a lot of money on a lot of good players, right? Koulibaly, Williams, Bond, uh, Cabral, I said good players, so he's probably out of that, you know. But, you know, Grant's here. We, we spent money. And it's, it's one of those examples where just a good goalkeeper wins you a game. Jonathan Bond probably wins the Galaxy that game, right? Like, a good center yeah. back wins you a game. Derek Williams and Sega Koulibaly were solid in this game. Like, they went out and got Kelvin Leardam and Raheem Edwards off the, the free agent market and look at, you know, Kevin Leardam slotting in at center defensive midfield. You know, Raheem Edwards continuing his incredible start to the season. I mean, it's just... He's incredible. You know, the, they're starting to finally make smart moves. And, hey, look, making smart moves wins you games. And it, it, it did very much so. You know, at the end of the day, the Galaxy might have just had the better individuals on the day. And sometimes... You know, obviously, soccer is a team sport. We want to see it played like, you know, a cohesive 11-person unit. But sometimes just when you have the better individuals, you win a game. And the Galaxy had the better individuals. Yeah, the way the Galaxy step up for LAFC, especially that first half, you know, Vanny was saying in the, in the I think it was Vanny, um, in the post-match interview, that he wanted the Galaxy to have been more ruthless and and honestly like I wanted to be up three after the first half because it is LAFC not and I don't mean that in the rivalry sense I mean that in look at your opponent look at how they they were unbeaten at this point they're setting up at the top of the table like you can't underestimate and not that they did but I'm saying you can't even give them some wiggle room like that easily if those goals had been onside that's it the, the Galaxy actually would have lost that win so Especially at home, like, you don't want to, you know, we've seen it in the past against other opponents where the Galaxy, even like Orlando, right, where the Galaxy should have had that game. And so that second half to me is very concerning. Um, and again, I hope that they can just tighten up. Um, and, and I think it does have to do with some roster rotation. I'm okay with it. I think that it's worth, obviously, like you said, the money. Um, and just building building that depth because I feel like we have the players, but it's like getting them to work together. Um, you know, we're gonna face Chicago now, who's technically in the top of MLS because they've only allowed two goals 
Um, of course, they're sitting in fifth place, but this is MLS. It doesn't it doesn't matter. All of those like other things don't technically matter. Um, yeah. You know, and the Galaxy have to play in Chicago. It's it's going to be a tough match. Well, I to to kind of close out your point about Vanny and ruthlessness. I've I've long kind of my I love Greg Vanny. I think he's been a brilliant addition to the Galaxy. My one complaint about him for a long time has been he's prone to taking his foot off the gas when he feels like he's comfortable with getting a, like when he feels like he has a result that he's comfortable with, he'll take his foot off the gas. And so yeah. they're up to nil at half, you know, it's now it's about managing minutes. It's about managing legs. And then LFC just absolutely batters them in the second half. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think it probably should have been three nil at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about a completely different game because you know, the, the, the famous and old adage that has applied in galaxy and, and in soccer and Memorial, which is, uh, two nil is the most dangerous league in football. Like, you know, this is a different game if the Galaxy, you know, score late, you know, score at the very last kick of, of the first half, and all of a sudden LAFC goes down 3-0, the task becomes completely different, you know, for LAFC. Now it's just, all right, well, we got to be a little bit more defensively solid because we can't lose 5-0, you know what I mean? Rather, when you're down 2-0, you're like, okay, this is manageable. We can get after them. You know, we only need two goals. Get a goal early. You know, then you're, you know, get them on the back foot, and you got them. And I think that's kind of what LAFC did. Um, and I do question, and I do wonder what this match would have looked like had the Galaxy gone in at halftime 3-0, I, I think they would have had a, 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 an easier time in the second half. Um, but, I mean, it, it's interesting because they go, you know, they play an LFC team at home who likes playing on the front foot, likes being, you know, bold and adventurous with the ball, you know, likes to, to get after you. And then they go against a Chicago team that is more concerned about just doing the, the little things right, the solid things right. And they're going to be a lot more of a... I mean, the Galaxy are going to obviously have more of the ball against a team that likes to be defensively solid, that has, you know, has relied on Jardin Shakiri to carry the the load of uh, being uh, offensively smart, and yet, you know, he's not playing in this game. Um, you know, they, they the Flyers started the season with a five-match and beaten run. They lost to Orlando on Saturday, but I didn't look at any of the Chicago Fire games in that five-match and beaten run and thought, hmm, th- this could be something here. You know, like, they... they hmm. They were kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a team I that's agree with that. yeah. more than happy to, you know, settle for a nil-nil draw at home, and that's good enough. Um, you know, they do have some dangerous players. I mean, obviously, even though Shakiri's out, I mean, you've got Kasper. Uh, I, I, I point to Casper uh, uh, Prusbilko and uh, John Espinoza as kind of two players that, you know, can create some problems or, or you know, you know Prusbilko in the attack and uh, Espinoza in defense. Um, but, yeah, they're not a team that, they're not a team that if you're trying to get an MLS neutral into like, or a soccer neutral into supporting MLS, you don't pick out a Chicago fire game this season is what I'd say. Yeah. What, what I was also thinking was, um, you know, because it's, because they're playing away, like I think us galaxy fans right now would be okay with a drop. But to me, what I'm hearing is that there's no reason for the galaxy, uh, to take anything except three points. Um, I, Obviously, would love that. Um, you know, it's it's not a conference game, but you need all the points you can get. And I think that this is a chance for the Galaxy to show up uh, for a team that that isn't just LAFC. You well, know, um, I mean the stat uh, for Chicago that really should tell you everything. And I, and I know I've I've I, I've railed on this podcast about expected goals as a a metric is generally a decent metric, but it's not a very good metric sometimes. But you know, as we get what we're this is the sixth seventh game of the season seventh game. Now expected goals values start to tell a story because, you know, if it was like two games in, it's the same as like batting average in baseball, like over 
you know, two games, batting average is always horribly skewed because it's only a small sample size. Same goes with expected goals. You know, two games expected goals against and four, it's going to be a horribly skewed size, right? Because it's only two, it's only 180 minutes. Now, as we expand in, you know, all of a sudden that stat starts to tell a story. And the stat that I'm going to pull here is uh, the Chicago Fire have an expected goals against value of 7.6. They've only conceded two goals. That 7.6 number is going to break good for the Galaxy at some point, or it's going to break bad for Chicago. And you've got Chicharito scoring goals for fun. I have a feeling that two goals against number is going to change on Saturday because Chicharito is probably going to get a lot of good looks. Well, and that's the other thing I was going to say. The Galaxy have to stop conceding goals. Um, I, I want this to be like, I would, you know, if it's going to be as boring as we think it might be because it's Chicago. Um, and, you know, the Galaxy have to travel and what have you. But, um, you know, I we don't do predictions on this show, but I, I think if the Galaxy can get a shutout with a 1-0 win, that'd be great. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that Chicago offense has been, quite frankly, offensive in terms of how boring it can be without Shakiri in the lineup. Um, the, the Galaxy are going to have a bit of an easier defensive day at the office than the LAFC game, is what I'll say. Um, if they can you know, shut, shut down Prish Bilko, um, there is a reason... Philadelphia kind of let him go on the cheap. Um, I, I just think Chicago, looking at the way that the roster is currently constructed, looking at uh, the injuries that they face, I mean, you know, Fabian Herbers does a lot for them. You know, of course, I, I've, I've Jared Shakiri, who I was so excited about coming to MLS. He's been getting used to the league, but, you know, he, you know, dealing with injury, I think it's a hip problem. Um, they Their best offensive weapons are not there. And so, you know, they have to now rely on be, being defensively solid. And, you know, I look at, you know, a defense that's built around Jonathan Bornstein, who, you know, on his day was was one of the great American center backs, outside backs, but I use the term was there, and that's the, 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 the thing that's doing the heavy lifting here. I mean, Wyatt Almsberg can be good. Um, they have uh, Gaga Solnina in goal. He's probably going to be the next great American goalkeeper, but he's 17. You know, he's prone to a mistake or two. You know, he, he's, he's getting there. Um, I just look at this Chicago team and, and it looks like it's at the beginning of a rebuild cycle rather than necessarily where the Galaxy are in, in a rebuild cycle where it's starting to look like it's a finished product. And I think, you know, Ezra Hendrickson in his first year, he's you know an, an American legend, an MLS legend. He's still got a lot way to go. He's got a lot to learn. This is his first major posting in MLS. You know, like there's, there's just so many questions around the Chicago team where I'm like, this doesn't convince me about anything. You know what I mean? Like this, I, I just don't, I don't feel convinced to looking at anything the fire have produced this year where I'm like, okay, well maybe this could hurt the galaxy. It, I just, I mean the game against Orlando, which, you know, two teams that love to sit defensively and then hit you on the counter. We saw that when Orlando came to, to LA. I mean, Chicago just didn't look like they had any answers when they had the ball. They looked like deers and headlights. Like, I mean, they just didn't know what to do. Uh, and that, and they got a red card. So I want the Galaxy to just stay out of this <laughs> with, you know, without getting a, any unnecessary yellow cards. Yeah, I mean, there's going to, considering the, the accumulation of yellow cards on last Saturday, that's going to have to be a concern for the Galaxy in terms of just, they have to be a little bit smarter in terms of, uh, um, I, you know, avoiding yellow card suspensions and, you know, kind of just. Being, and, and on the tackles, like, just don't be sloppy where you just give away a PK or something. Yeah, and I mean... Something silly that could be a very MLS-y. Yeah, it, it, I mean, just kind of for our for the gamblers in our midst, I'm just kind of looking at the over-unders on on, on goals. Over-under more than uh, 
more than one goal. Um, everyone's slamming the over on that, so expect that the Galaxy will score in this game. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I just I, I think the Galaxy. The, I don't know necessarily if it's a lock three points, but this is definitely a, an opportunity for the Galaxy to get a priceless road win, but at least get a point off the road. They, they can do that. They are good enough to do that. I, I just don't think Chicago's got any weaponry. That makes me feel, okay, okay, you know, the, the Galaxy had to be very aware of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um, I am looking forward to the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely watch it with some friends, so... I hope uh, everybody who's traveling there is going to have a good time and obviously a safe time. Um, it's fantastic. We've got... Let me, yeah, let me just put very, this... Very, also, yeah. let, me, let me put one final thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just captained Chicharito in fantasy. Just if, if that gives you any indication <laughs> about how I'm feeling about Chicharito against that defense. Well, there you go. It's still time to get your balls and beers predictions uh, as well. They do predictions on their show at Elias Our House. So uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you for traveling. And we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait to talk.